2: to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today. Today, well, connection's my highest value, and we have the world-renowned connector, Larry Benet. Larry, how are ya?
0: I'm doing great. Well, that was an opening, high-level energy uh, intro. I'm like, man, I got to still- go, raise... I, that, that inspired me to raise my energy level.
2: <laughs> you got to bring it. So <laughs> While we're here, we're just making sure that Larry hasn't blown off his chair. He's often referred to as one of the most connected people on the planet, and he builds much more than just passing friendships, which is why... I'm truly inspired to have you to here today. He's earned a sterning reputation as a thought-provoking and highly entertaining seminar speaker. He's written a book called The Art of Connection, which if you do have some time, quickly jump over to larrybenet.com, and I would say download this free ebook. It's incredible with some really cool strategies and I've learned a lot just from a free ebook. book um, and I'm happy to really excited to have you here today so we can dive into some of the principles of connecting.
0: Awesome. Well, glad to be here. <laughs> I'll make sure I raise my energy level.
1: <laughs>
2: so let's let's just quickly. Uh, I just want to start with, like you know, go straight into it. Networking. Why does it sound so like clunky and like some people have turned off by it?
0: Well, first of all, you know, even though I'm considered probably one of the top networking experts in the world, I don't personally like to use the the term networking. At least. When I think of networking, the, the image that conjures up is someone's at an event, they're throwing their business card at you, they're overly aggressive and, and all those things. And those are all things that just never resonated with me.
2: Yeah, being stuck I, in conversations you don't want to have for extended periods exactly. of time. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, to be honest with you, literally one of the last things that I personally would like to do is go to an event where i don't know anyone and you know try to walk up to random strangers and you know i know how to do it it's just not really something that i uh would necessarily excites try. you yeah so fundamentally i look at it more as connecting connecting with influential people connecting in general um you know, to me, life is very simple. If, if you help other people, if you add value to other people, Mm -hmm. if you serve other people, if you make a difference in other people's lives, whether you meet them one time, like my Uber driver, you know, I might, I might try to instill some wisdom, share an idea, share my ebook, share a podcast, share a book that can help them. But you know, just, just in contribution, Uh, And fundamentally, the same blocking and tackling when I meet a billionaire, whether I meet a high-profile CEO, a a sports figure, a celebrity, to me, it's all all the same blocking and tackling. And normally, I'm leading uh, in service first to try to add value in some way, shape, or form, and just trying to connect with other people in an authentic manner.
2: I love that. And I do have some questions around adding value, but perhaps in order to keep it not as chop suey as most of my episodes can get, um, you have a five-step recipe for kind of connecting with people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Should we start going through some of that?
0: Yeah. I mean, first, you know, the first thing someone wants to do is they want to create an authentic, meaningful connection, a personal connection with someone. Um, So that's number one. Number two, you want to find out what is most important to someone else. Um, and then that could be a personal thing. That could be a professional thing. It could be their favorite charity. You know, there's a number of things that could be, but find out what's most important to someone. Mm-hmm. The third uh, area is help them get what they want. Help them get something that they care about right then and there at that moment in time. What's important to someone today mm-hmm. may change six months from today, right? Right. That's step number three. Step number four is just be a good VC, be a good value creator. You don't have to be a venture capitalist, but if you can just master the skill uh, of value creation, in my opinion, that's one of the most valuable things you can learn. If you lose everything today, lose your house, you lose your business, you know, whatever you lose, could you start over just by the connections in your phone? And, uh, you know, so to me, that's a good skill to have no matter what someone's doing, whether they're in transition, whether they're in corporate, whether they're entrepreneur or what have you. And finally, the fifth area is the ability to have a good, strong follow-up system in place because out of sight, out of mind, and you want to be relevant uh, with people. You might add value to someone one time after meeting them, Mm. but if you don't stay in touch, And then a year goes by or two years go by and you go, hey, I got this great opportunity in real estate for you. Hmm. Or I got this great investment opportunity, or great entrepreneur opportunity for you. They don't even know who you are. They forgot already, you know? So you got to be able to stay in touch and have a good follow-up system. So those are the... Five steps. Five step
2: system. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's so much in there. It's <laughs> so straightforward, but I, and I love that. You know, for me, one of the things being on this journey, the truth is always really simple, and I love how simple that recipe is. But I love how much work there is to unpack in that as well. And for me, I can see that follow up is definitely a big thing. Like those people that are connected to me and that energize me on the day to day, I'm very willing to spend my time and energy with. But you know, one of those like one of the things I picked up from you. Uh, researching your content was like you know there are this there's, there's eight twenty percent of the people in my life are ensuring that 80 percent of like the income and the support of my life is you know is ticking over in a really grounded way am i exchanging making sure that those people know that they're loved and making sure that you know there is that connection there and i have to admit the follow up section step five definitely needs some work in my life um but i've got some real 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 questions so how do you find out what is important to them step two
0: Well, I mean, a lot, so it depends if someone is a public official, a public figure, Hmm. uh, or they're a celebrity or they're a big influencer. I mean, the world of social media today, Hmm. you can literally scroll through someone's social media and many times you can kind of figure out what might be important to them. Number one. So if it's someone that you don't know, but they're on there, you know, from researching alone, you know, if they're writing articles sharing on Instagram and Facebook and what's going on. So that's a good telltale sign right there. You know, I was once able to connect with Richard Branson and Mr. Branson, you know, my all time favorite, you know, business, uh, rock star entrepreneur without even speaking to him. I was able to figure out what was important to him because I did my research and there was an article that talked about, he was going to give several billion dollars, a way of in of profits towards a non-profit to fight the environment at the time and so when i met him he was flanked by two secret uh, two security guards at a, a charity event the band was playing And this is not an ideal time to have a conversation with one of the wealthiest guys in the world, you know. But because I did my research and I did my homework and knew what was kind of important to him, I invited him to something, or at least for one of his executives to attend a closed-door meeting with other CEOs of some of the big corporations, closed-door to talk about the environment. And he gave me an email. And in my utter shock and amazement, it turned out to be his private email. I mean, I was stunned but again, I never met them, but I was able to do my homework and my research and figure out what was important. Now, in most cases, I'm just asking questions. I might, after I have rapport with someone, I'll just come flat out and ask them, Hey, uh, you know, what's the most important project or goal that you're currently working on in case I or my influential network might be able to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll repeat that. That is a million dollar, question that can change people's lives because if you do this over and over and over with successful people that you want to you know have as part of your network Mm -hmm. and you are finding out what's most important to them both personally and professionally it's uh it's a game changer one of my mentors and good friends and colleagues is a gentleman named Keith Ferrazzi who wrote a book called never eat alone and who's got your back
2: ah great book yeah (laughs)
0: And what Keith likes to do is do a personal and professional check what's Going on personally, what's going on professionally. There's different ways, you know, we all do, you know, do different things. But fundamentally, I mean, like I said, I will ask them, you know, what's the most important project or goal that you're currently working on in case I or my network, uh, you know, can help you. And once you have that information, sometimes you can help them right away and other times you can't. And what's interesting is I'm trying to think, about a year, a year and a half ago, I met a UFC fighter named Chuck Liddell. I don't know if in Australia you've heard of him, but he's a uh, he's in the Hall of Fame for UFC mixed martial arts fighting, world champ. Mm. And when I met him at this charity event, we got around to talking, and he's not you know, he's an actor, he does different things. Um and he said he wants to speak, speak more. Right. So um I bumped into him literally just a couple days ago because they had a big fight with Conor McGregor in Vegas. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
1: Mm, Hello, fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: And there he was. And I said to him, Hey, you know, and I said to him, Hey, you and I met through a mutual friend at this charity event. Just curious, are you still interested in speaking more? And he said, Yes. And I said, well, what's the best way to follow up with you? And he gave me a cell phone and his email. And in the world in this guy lives in, he's a big you know, big player, you know? Um, and so just to show you, using the formula, mm. um, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is?
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: You ever hear of Grant Cardone?
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay. So, for example, Grant Cardone, on his social media the other day, literally two or three wrote... Road- Was ahead of him was Chuck Liddell, and he basically Grant's holding up the phone and saying to his audience, who's sitting in front of me?" Now I I can recognize him because it was Chuck, so I don't know if Grant knows Chuck or not. But I'm going to reach out to Grant and saying, "Hey Grant, would you like a connection to Chuck Liddell?" Now, if Chuck were to do a podcast for Grant, it would probably help Chuck. If if Chuck were to speak um, at Grant's 10X event, that would probably help Grant probably would help Chuck. Um, if he doesn't know Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V also has a speakers bureau and I'm going to introduce Chuck to one or two other speaker bureaus, which a, it'll make me look good to them. It'll, it's a deposit of, it's a value deposit, a relationship deposit, relationship currency. Right. And so, um, again, had I not asked the right question when I first met him, like I said, I reconnected with them just a few days ago and literally later today when I finish this interview with you, that's one of the things on my to-do list is to make some of those
2: connections. And again,
0: that. there's that value add kind of component.
2: I love that. So, I guess for someone that's listening in, um, for me, connection is everything. It's my highest value. So, I totally love what you're sharing, and I'm completely inspired by it. Two people that both are actually looking to actively connect to each other in terms of skill set and like what's important to them don't even know that they're, they're there. But just because you've asked the right question, which is what is important to each of them, you kind of know that you know you can be the lubricating factor in that relationship. Um, for those that are tuning in, you mentioned the word relationship currency. What does that really mean? Why would someone want to go out of their way to connect two people?
0: So, you know, think about this in business and in life. um, You know, people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big believer if you help someone else, um, you know, to me, whether you help someone with their health, you help someone with their wealth, you help someone, you know, with their career, You help someone with their charity. You help them. You help someone. You know. You help someone's child get into the right school Mm. or meet their. You know their legend. You know someone that's an iconic legend in their life, like a celebrity or an influencer or or whatever. You know what you're you're going to do is you are going to um, make it easier to connect with these individuals. You're going to create relationship currency, relationship capital, and it's just. In business, you know, you have throughput or friction and you want to make it as quick and as easy and as simple as possible. And and when it comes down to a business is all about trust and I'm helping you with things that you care about, either personally, professionally, or whatnot, it's going to make things easier to get things done. You know, um, you mentioned some of your listeners are in transition, so they're probably looking for... Um, Are they starting a new business? Are they raising capital? Uh, Or are they going to work for another company? You know, these things I don't know. Do they need a referral? Do they need a key hire? Um, Do they need a great webmaster? Do they need a great social media, you know, expert that can help them? Do they need a great virtual assistant? The reality is, whatever you want in life, right, someone else already has. So the question is, are they willing to open up that door are they willing to open up that connection to you
2: that's really profound for those tuning in just reiterating that something that you want someone else already has or and that doesn't just apply to you but anyone else similar to what you described before these two people that want to connect, there's always someone that has what the other person wants. I think just understanding that as a mindset is, is really, really powerful. Um, and I want, in the process of reading your books and stuff, I realized that I didn't realize that trust was trust equated to profitable companies. Like that was just from a really grounded perspective profit uh, companies that are more trustworthy are three times more profitable. That was something that really just, when that dropped in for me, I was like, of course that makes so much sense. But not having heard that before, I was like, Oh my God, like it's all about relationships at the end of the day, isn't it?
0: Well, Stephen Covey jr. Wrote a book, um, on trust. And he talked about the tax when there's no trust things take a very long time. In the United States, I can't talk for Australia, but in the United States, our government, Mm. there's a lack of trust between the Republicans and the Democrats. And because of that, it's very difficult for them to ever pass legislation because either they don't trust each other, or you know, and and the reality is if you're best friends, or you really have deep trust and you've, you've gone out of your way to help someone, or there's been a lot of value exchanged it's going to be a lot easier to get the end result done in a lot less time. So trust is critical.
2: I love that. So <clears throat> you've talked a lot about, you know, helping people get their kids into school, all these different ideas that, you know, are fundamentally giving, um, you know, it's about giving and giving and giving and giving. So that kind of segues us into the next point, help them get what is most important to them. Step three, right? How do you... Uh, this is where you know for those that are listening in perhaps they've got some mentors that they want to connect with Um, for a real grounded example for me is I figured this out through podcasting for example like I know there's an audience base that listens and is inspired to evolve and uh, like someone such as yourself is truly inspiring to me with the work and the the way you walk in the world and I realize that there's a little value add there in terms of if I can get 45 minutes of your time I can learn a lot and at the same time I can share your message with the masses and they can tune into you so there's I found a way to get you something that may be important to you in terms of, you know, further reach your book, you know, goes a little bit further, your audience base grows a little bit, but I've had to figure that out through having a podcast. But prior to that, I'm sure. And I know this about myself. I felt kind of stifled in terms of someone like Larry, how do I add value to Larry's life? You know?
0: Well, like I said, I I think again, everyone has, you know, depends on where they're at in their life. You know, I find when someone's a super high achiever and they're famous and they're already influential you really got to be you know tune in or you got to be really tight with you know what you're on I'll give you a perfect simple example though yep that there's a gentleman in the United States named fan Merrill who's very successful in real estate investment real estate he probably runs the largest seminar or one of seminar education companies in the world has about 500 employees. Anyway, make a long story short when he had his first child. Okay. Um, because of who he is, a lot of people are sending all sorts of gifts and all sorts of stuff. But I believe if you can really personally connect on something that, you know, touches a chord with them, you know, that's really impactful. So one of the things I did is I took a, um, the back of the uh, phone case, and I took photo right off of this Facebook page of him and his wife and his newborn baby. And I wrapped it on a, on a phone case and I sent it to him and then I sent a card and I, and the card that I sent was to the child, not to the parents. And the card basically said, Hey, um, Hey Tyson, now, you know, you're obviously uh, very adorable. I look forward to meeting you on my next trip to San Diego. Um, and uh, by the way, P.S. Congratulations on being so smart at such a young age for picking such amazing parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: friend Larry Benet. Now that was to a you know a newborn baby. But the the point is, he was very touched mm-hmm. with a heavy personalization and that it was different. So again, um, there's different ways. Uh, you know, there was another time. There's a gentleman that owns a company called Zappos. Mm-hmm. Uh, fa- he founded the company. His name is Tony Shea. Mm-hmm. Very successful guy. Yep. Uh, sold his company for over a billion dollars to Amazon. And years ago, he wrote a book called Delivering Happiness. He's a great entrepreneur, great book, great company, great culture. And anyway, his book is about happiness. And Time Magazine, for the last several years, has published a magazine all about the science of happiness. All I did is I took the link Mm. from Time Magazine with the cover of The Science of Happiness and I sent it to him and saying, hey, I don't know if you got a chance to to see this yet, but I thought this might be relevant and some value for you. Mm. Again, he wrote a book about happiness and he was very appreciative. And again, it was just a simple article but I forward it to him. And again, so that that it doesn't always have to be, you know, some, you know, huge major thing you're doing. It doesn't always have to be, you know, setting them a huge piece of business. It could be a little thing. Hmm. Another time I was talking to a venture capitalist at a Silicon Valley, and I don't even know how we started talking about it, but I I know one of the things he said that was important to him was to start uh, reading faster. I have a friend named Jim Quick. And Jim is a world-class expert on the brain and and how to read faster and memorize faster. All I did, I sent the podcast link on how to read faster from Jim Quick. But to that guy, he didn't know who Jim Quick was. He said he wants to read faster. One plus one can equal 11. (laughs)
2: That's brilliant. I love that. And I just want to touch base with some of the things that you're sending. They're not just, hey, here's something for you. Hey, here's something for you. It's got this deep, deep, deep rooted personalized touch to it. You're sending, uh, writing a card to a kid. You're taking the time and energy to take a photo of someone's newborn family, newly established family, and you're putting that on the back of a cover and sending it to them. That takes time. That takes energy. It takes thoughtfulness.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and listen, people... um Think about this, if someone hosts an event, hmm. host a party at their house, hmm. or whatever it is, or you go to an event and they invited you. Think of, you know, the right thing to do, you probably learned in kindergarten. You probably should, you know, say thank you. You should probably write a thank you note. And you know, you may, and if it was a very nice gesture on whatever the person did, you may even want to, you know, to send a thank you note with a gift. But think about it, everyone is so busy, so hmm. very few people do these things. But when you do, you stand out. And when you do these things regularly over and over and you are thinking of others in your network first, so, you know, like, again, if someone has a book coming out that's in my network, maybe I think of, hey, let me, let me post it on social media. Hey, go check out my friend's book. It's phenomenal. Here's why, you, you know, you would like it or whatever. So I just think it's being thoughtful, being kind, and uh, really making a difference that way.
2: I love that. And as I was tuning in, I was just thinking about some of the excuses that some of the listeners may have, which maybe be, you know, I don't have the money for it, but you already nailed that one because it can be, you know, sharing an article that really is important to them in terms of where they're going and or oh, there's so many free resources online. I guess one of the other excuses that comes up is time. Like I don't have time to take a photo of someone's Facebook page and go find a, a, a cover. Like how much of your time are you spending, um, you know, uh, connecting with people?
0: Well, I I think it calms down to, like, it just becomes a way of life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people wake up and, you know, they eat. People wake up, they take a shower. People wake up, they brush their teeth. At the end of the day, what if they just incorporated into their daily, everyday structure that they are going to reach out to three people a day, and just show appreciation to three people in their network. Maybe it's you know pulling out the phone after we you know, do this event, uh, this, after they listen or they pause from listening to this and text someone that they have not talked to over the last three to six months in their phone. They go to the L or they go to B. Mm -hmm. And they pull and go, you know what? I haven't talked to Larry in a while. I'm going to go text him and just tell him how much he means to me. So just doing, showing appreciation is a big deal. But what if you not only showed appreciation of three people a day, what if you actually added value to three people a day in your network? And if you're saying, hey, I don't have money, that's okay. There's articles, there's podcasts, there's, you know, last night, for example, I went to a charity event and the last time I went to that charity event, it 's called monday 's dark in Vegas. They do a great job. I think now they do it like twice a month, so literally right before i um, uh, went, I texted a few people saying, "Hey, are you going to be at this event? But what if I you know just do that and invite ten or fifteen people that could benefit from going to that one event then the charity benefit you know so mm-hmm. it 's kind of it 's yeah. just being thoughtful more than anything else it 's not necessarily doesn't have to, you know, take a whole lot of time, doesn't have to take a whole lot of money either.
2: I love that. And it's consistently giving. And the one thing I just want to flag about that is oftentimes when we're connecting to, I guess, people that, you know, are our inspirations, are our mentors, we often come from a space of of wanting um, and we're looking to receive before we give. Um, and that's, and it's interesting when you, you mentioned standing out, a little bit there, Um, I've noticed that, you know, there's been some really distinct interactions being on the path of the inspired evolution, you know, traveling the world, speaking, and consistently there's always, and there's no harm, no foul in this. It's, you know, people are just doing the best they can with what they've got, Um, but they're consistently asking, like, can I, you know, can I have this or can I get get a leg up in this direction or can you support me with this or can, you know, and I do the best I can to give. But then there are always those people that are, you know, taking the time and energy out to be like, actually, I want to support you with this. And it's like, oh, actually, I actually did need some help with that or, you know, asking that question in terms of what can I help you with? And it's those people, even if they haven't found the way to actually helping me, the fact that they cared enough to ask me that question alone was enough to let my mind in my mind, they stood out because that was someone that was actually caring about me. And I think we're, we're wired for connection, right? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I also, would, I would encourage people, especially the higher up the totem pole they go, the more influential someone is, the more successful they are, the bigger the corporation they run, et cetera. Um, they probably have other people in their orbit. So they may be incredibly, like you take a Gary Vaynerchuk, he's incredibly busy. Mm. You know, he's bopping from one event, one speech, you know, he's got that, you know, a thousand plus employees. So when I'm at an event, and he's there he also has other people in his inner circle his mm-hmm. assistant or his photographer or whatever and then you could build relationships with them and then seeing how you could be of service to them and then or they could provide some insight into you know the, that individual um on who you're you know trying to connect with um you know so i'll give you and by the way just to give you another simple example something that very high end Hmm. And again, it was just passing along the information. Um, the Grammys is coming up um, in another couple of days um, in Los Angeles. And the there was literally like one or two suites left. And just to go to the Grammys, you have to be a member of the Recording Academy. Okay, right. So anyway, I have a friend that's an executive over there. And anyway all I did is, um, and to go to the, to get a suite at the Grammys is very expensive just to leave it at that. Yeah. You're talking probably a couple thousand dollars per person Mm -hmm. in the suite. So anyway, I reached out to Tony Robbins. I reached out to Gary Vaynerchuk and some other influential people that I know. Um, and by the way, it's not like I talked to Tony Robbins very often, you know, like I literally, I was the first time in a while, but I said, Hey, Tony, is this something that you could take advantage of? Is this something that you could leverage because you have high end clients, you have high end, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. all All I did is I was passing along the information, just like someone could pass along this podcast of you and I to someone else that could benefit from hearing the ideas Mm -hmm. just like there might be a charity event even though you can't go maybe you can't even afford to go so maybe you're just passing along the information or maybe you volunteer with the event organizer so they let you go and 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 stuff like that so
2: yeah yeah connecting the dots I love that. I love that. And so in that space, the next one is be a value creator and you already flagged that, you know, whatever someone else wants or needs someone else already has. And that was like a big, um, that was a big aha for me. I'm just going to, I'm just going to call it an aha. Like that's legitimately what it was. Cause you know, often in the space of being an entrepreneur, you kind of do feel lonely, kind of do feel like you're all alone. Um, but realizing that no matter what your challenge is, there's definitely someone out there, um, that, can support you in that role, in that space. Um, Yeah, tell us more about um, being a value creator and what that really means to you.
0: Well, to me, it just means when I'm coming in contact with others or you or someone listening to the, the podcast today is meeting others in their network, how can they contribute to them? How, you know, so for example, let's say someone's in sales, they, they sell a product or a service, mm-hmm. um, or you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to market and sell a product or service at the end of the day, that's great. But are there other things that you have access to? Are there people in your network that you might be able to make? Oops. Um, are you still there?
2: Yep. I'm still here. Oh, okay.
0: I don't know what I did to oh, there you. Are. Okay. <laughs> so there are people, um, in the network that maybe I know that could be a value to you. Maybe there's something that I know of, you know, an idea um, that would be a value to you so you can get more guests on your podcast. So you can get more celebrities, more influential people, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. So to me, just being a value creator, like I said, there's so many ways to do it. You can share a book, you could share a podcast, you can share an article, you could share an event. You know, I, I'm a big believer in being a professional inviter. Invite other people to events. Um, the Super Bowl is coming up in about two weeks. Yep. I'll be probably down in Miami. And I can't tell you how many times over the last decade. There is a movie called uh, Jerry Maguire. Did you ever hear of that movie? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, there's a character that Tom Cruise plays. Yeah. He's Jerry Maguire, and he's a sports agent. Uh-huh. And uh, you know his fame. You know they, they always talk about show me the money. But anyway, the real, the real Jerry Maguire is a guy named Lee Steinberg, a very well-known mm. famous sports agent. Right. So at least for a decade, I have each year asked, and they've been more than happy when I go to them and say, "Hey, you have this annual Super Bowl party. Is there any value for you?" If I invite any celebrities or influential people or potential sponsors to your event for you, when Gary Vee and the Vayner Sports they do their annual party, I, I'll ask the same question. Mm. and then I look in my network or people that I want to get to connect with, and I'm like, okay, this would be a good person for that event. Mm. okay. And, um, you know, even like last night I was at an event with a, a friend named Michael Sartain and he's running with some kind of bikini contest down in Miami for the Super Bowl. Now that ta- that's a different kind of individual, mm. um, that might be a value for them or the sports illustrated party. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it's these type of things and that's, it all comes down to creating value, being a resource for other people. And again, when you add value and you be a resource for others, you now build high trust and it just um, it gets easier. And by the way, give to givers. Mm. If you just give to takers all the time, chances are your world is not going to change a whole lot because those people are going to take and take and take. But you do you do need to give without expectation. Mm-hmm. So but giving give to
2: givers. Yeah, so giving to givers, how do you know if someone's a giver or a receiver from the outside? Well, You've got not, to walk yeah, on the path not always.
0: yeah you're not always going to know up front mm. um but i also think it's also easier like i, I think like attracts like mm. so there's certain you know events certain kinds of people they're just salt of the earth world-class kind of people mm. and you can kind of tell and get a sense on you know are they a giver and but listen if you are giving to certain people and there's no reciprocity whatsoever
2: yeah
0: you know either you have to make a choice you know what you know, it's you know maybe I need to go choose different people to connect with, but you know the other thing is it's where are people in their life. If you're dealing with an A-list iconic entrepreneur, the relationships probably going to be a little bit different. If you're trying to deal with a Mark Cuban, hmm. for example, um, or just or just whomever, they have. I mean, they're already at the top of the food chain, so. It, you know, you still may want to, you know, give and add value and serve those people in case opportunities, you know, develop down the road. So that, that's kind of how I view things.
2: Yeah, I love that. And the thing about step four is being a value creator is actually I saw this and maybe I'm wrong, but flag this with me if I am right um, or wrong, actually. Uh, but I see this as being the space where you can actually hone a craft like you can actually like they all involve a level of you know stepping into things like obviously you know f- taking like world-class questions like what is most important to them as step two but actually being a value creator actually taking the time and energy to learn that you can actually work on that you know like through iteration through process oh that didn't work so well this time for this person like they didn't actually need that or actually you know this person was looking for a speed reading expert and i just sent him a video of jim quick and they absolutely floored it like they loved it they'd learned how to speed read they attribute me to some of their their success with speed reading and we're really close because of it now, you know? So I think there's actually real space in there in the value creation space to actually learn and upskill.
0: Yeah. You know, think about it. I mean, one thing someone can easily do is figure out, you know, who their network is and then figure out on the other side, what are things that might be of value? Um, what would be a value to everyone? well, eating better you know maybe there's certain kind of diets or maybe there 's certain kind of health things or maybe there 's certain kind of uh things on wealth creation that would be applicable, or maybe there's certain things that are entertainment related. Uh, you know, or meditation apps or just whatever it is. But if you can write down a bunch of these things and know consistently, hey, my audience or my customer base or the people in my network value and appreciate X, Y, and Z. So for example, if I'm around a lot of entrepreneurs and I'm around a lot of people that speak or a lot of people that are authors or want to be authors by having things that would help them either publish the book, write the book, market the book, sell the book, license the book, Agent, you know, or whatever. There's going to be a whole lot of things like that that I could easily share with them. That would be incredibly helpful, you know, to them. And by the way, they if they hit, you know, if they follow me on, you know, social media, either on like Instagram or Facebook at Larry K Benet B E N E T. I share a lot of helpful tips you know, for free there. Or they can just go to, you know, Larry Benet, B-E-N-E-T dot com forward slash ebook. And we'll be you know, glad to, uh, you know, electronically send in the book for free as well. Beautiful book.
2: Thank you so much for writing it. So I really want to dive into point five, which is place where I've need some growth. <laughs> so let's get there. So point five is it's about staying in touch. Once you've established, um, you've added a little bit of value, you've connected with people and you, you know, you've got that little yummy heart space that you've got with this other individual. Um, it's about following up now, you know, with a million plus other things going on in your life. Like I know you said, you know, it's a matter of turning things into a, into a way that you are, you know, like making it more of a lifestyle, but do you have any, like a let's start with the importance of follow up and then b like any habits tips um any yeah. organizational tools that we can do to be better follower up or is <laughs> yeah
0: well first of all everyone has a smartphone so inside the smartphone there are notes you can put notes in the phone so just don't put someone's phone number and email yeah um you you know how did how did you meet them uh where did you meet them you know what's important to them when's their birthday you can put the date Inside here, I could put their birthday. I could put their anniversary. Um, uh, A lot of times, if I met someone at the Super Bowl inside my phone, you know, I put the word Super Bowl. So now that the Super Bowl is upon us, whether I go to the game or not, I might reach out to all the people on my phone with the word Super Bowl. I went to Florida State, so when Florida State during the football season is playing, I might hit the word FSU and up comes people that went to Florida State. Right. So if they're playing football, let's say they're playing football and they're not even doing well, I'll text them, hey, can you believe Florida State is playing this bad? You know? Um, And so it's those type of things that allow me to stay in touch on a more regular basis. And a game changer for your listeners is going to be something called trigger events. Mm. So trigger events is there's personal trigger events and then there's business trigger events. Personal might be a birthday, an anniversary, a divorce, a graduation. On the business side, it might be someone writing a book. It might be someone leaving their job. It might be someone starting a new business. It might be someone raising new capital, Um, a big sale that may have just happened, taking a company public or whatever it might be. And when when that is an event, a trigger event, it's like, oh, I should reach out to this person to congratulating them on getting their first round of capital. I should reach out to this person because they just had their birthday. Oh, they just went through a divorce. Let me reach out and see if I could be, you know, do they need anything? Oh, by the way, here's a book on being a divorced dad. Um, or here's a group dealing with divorced dads. Maybe that, if that's a value, here's the link that might be able to help you, you know, stuff like that. So to me, having trigger events, putting information in your smartphone, Mm. um, and you know, or carving out set amount of time and making an appointment once a day, a couple times a week, you know what, this is going to be the time I am going to focus on outreach to my network. And I'm going to focus on three people today. Mm. I'm gonna reach out to five people today to show appreciation. We we'll reach out today to three people today to add value. Literally yesterday, I went to the Consumer Electronics Show. I saw a very cool product in the Get Better Sleep, Stop Snoring Space, or whatever you want to call it. Yep, yep. I reached out. I reached out to a gentleman who has had a hundred companies. Mm. Uh, let me see, hundred. Anyway, he's done over five billion dollars in sales.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's been on, you know, he's been on. He was on Shark Tank, and he's had, I think, a hundred bona fide hits. Wow, just um, massive, massive success this guy's had. And anyway, so I said, "Hey, do you think this might be a good product for your portfolio?" He goes, "You know what? I I saw the video. That it would be really interesting." So literally, I'm going to reach out today um, to the founder of that company and mm-hmm. saying, hey, let's talk about your North American go-to-market strategy. Mm. One of my business connections has done over $5 billion and has huge number of hits, each one over $100 million a time. So I'll probably get in the middle of a deal like that if that's, if that's an opportunity. But you can see on both sides of the equation, someone I just met at a trade show, mm-hmm. another guy... That's hugely successful. I just bumped into him at another event that he was speaking at. Again, one plus one equals a lot, you know, 11. And you can see the art of staying in touch makes a difference. And by the way, you know, taking photos with the people you're with also makes it easier when you do the outreach. They're like, oh, okay, now I know where I met this person or I remember.
2: I think that's brilliant. I think especially the piece where you're using your phone to create tags for people that potentially, you know, because you, then you can just search your contacts. Like you said, you know, it's like, um, yeah, Super Bowl, boom. And then all these contacts flood up to the top. And it's like, actually, these people are the ones that are interested. And I, you know, you already do that for certain things in my life. Like every podcast gets like a hashtag that goes with it. But then it's like certain people are like hashtag connection, hashtag personal development, hashtag, you know, loves food, hashtag, you know, and so it's just about creating hashtags for your content almost. uh, for your contacts almost and just making sure that your phone has that so that when you need to search them you can and I think this trigger events is really powerful and I know that for me personally I use trigger events off my social media when certain people like are going through milestones they'll usually post about it and then I'll get in touch with them but there are a lot of people in my network and probably some of the more influential ones that are off social media Um, and it's about staying in touch with them and making sure that when they go through life changes if I can stay in touch with them but again this is like my closer network I'm not as much. Uh, I'm not as savvy with my professional network, but I think there's definitely space for me in there to follow that up. So I really want to tune into um, the one of the pieces that you mentioned was um, every connection you make, your future network and connection grows. And that's a really straightforward idea, but I just want to tap into where did your journey with all of this start and how did you really understand that you were a connector?
0: Um, so many years ago, I was a—I uh, was failing miserably in the financial services business, um, had to declare bankruptcy. Um, it was a time where, um, I literally got so low where I was ending up selling magazines like via telemarketing. Things were just not going well for me at all. I tried to transition from financial services in the mid 1990s into the tech industry and, um, I was reading about companies like SAP and like big companies, um, how much money their salespeople were making. I'm like, I've got to get into the tech industry. And it was so frustrating because I just didn't have the connections. I'm like, Hey, do you know anyone at SAP? And people were like, Nope. I was like, Oh, it was so depressing. And I'm like, you know what? I am never again going to allow myself to feel like this, you know, where I have no control. Hmm. And um I was able, I got fortunate, got lucky, got into the industry. Um and um at the time I was just a sales guy and then it became pretty um value add to either clients or non-clients, actually, that were in the C-suite, CEOs and senior executives of these tech companies. And I was making introductions to different people in my network, um, even though I was fairly new in the industry at the time. And uh, that was probably the first time I realized the importance because I was able to get more access to the C-level executives I was calling on than my peers, and it was because I wasn't just trying to sell a product and I just wasn't trying to sell a service. I really cared and I was really going above and beyond to be a resource for other people. So, um, that's kind of how, uh, I guess I realized early on on the, uh, the art of connecting and, and the value of it. And to this day, this, that's 20 years ago, actually. Hmm. Um, I, uh, I stay in touch. Um, and, um, you know, with people that I met all those years ago and, um, you know, it makes a difference. like I said, you, you, you gotta, you know, you have to put this habit in place. It's just like working out. If you don't work out on a regular basis, you're not going to get the the results you want. And if you forget to follow up, you know, you're not going to build a very influential value add network for yourself that would ultimately be able to help you and help others.
2: So, Mm. One question that I've got, which is very left field as we're winding down now, is um, basically one of my deepest challenges personally in life was I struggled with depression for about six years. And one of those things was um, this challenge that I had with a lack of connection to my authentic self. Um, And then through that, you know, through meditation and mindfulness, that really came full circle. And then subsequently, as my life has evolved, that was many years ago now, um, I realized that As a connection is my highest value, but I also realize how important community is in terms of staying happy, upbeat, connected, vibrant, making the most of life and enjoying it. So much so that actually now um, they've started diagnosing depression, anxiety, psychosis, all these diseases are actually now blanketed under a term which is called um, diseases of isolation. Right. And so the diseases of basically lack of connection. So, how do you find like connection keeps you happy, keeps you ticking? And <laughs> tell us more about like how that feels for you as an individual that is the connector.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely agree with what you said. And you know, I've battled depression in my life multiple times. Um, I know for a fact personally that when things are not going well or someone is depressed, you know, the natural inclination is to stay in, Mm. um, be by yourself. Um, and so it, if, if, if possible, put yourself in an environment, um, where you can connect with others, find things that you are passionate about. Are there certain activities? Can you go hiking with a group of people? Can you, I mean, if you think about almost any passion, You can either find a meetup group or you could find other individuals that are doing some of those activities um, to make it a little bit easier. uh, You know, or you, or you just go to a, you know, a learning event, a personal development event or whatever, and, and, you know, change uh, where you're sitting at each, at each break, you know, go to lunch with a group of people, you know, whatever you can to uh, bust out of your comfort zone uh, so you can, you know, make that personal connection as far as that.
2: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Larry. And just while I've got you, is there any last things you'd want to share with the audience while we've got some airtime?
0: No, I would just say if they don't remember anything other than I would say, give first, mm-hmm. add value, always, you know, focusing on, uh, you know, making a difference uh, in others, you know, give the givers. Uh, that's always a, a big help. And, uh, you know, add value to as many people as you can. Cause like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a game of Trust. And the more relationship capital, the more connection currency you have, the easier it's going to be to get whatever you want in business and in life. And uh, I hope through um, our time together for people listening that, you know, we've connected. I hope they, you know, they could share with me. If there's something that I shared here, if they could share it with me on my social media, the kind of impact that that will make or has impacted them by just listening, you know, I, you know, it's always good, you know, to hear those kind of things. So.
2: Amazing. So definitely reach out. I found Larry very active on Instagram. The website is amazing as well. Some great free resources there, Larry. I just want to take a moment to just thank you um, for obviously your time and energy here today, but also just the work you've put into, like you said, this journey started 20 years ago, but it's, you know, a life's work that you've put into the art of connection. And I really, really am, I'm just humbled to be able to have this conversation with you fundamentally because connection is my highest value, as I kept saying. But almost in this conversation, I feel like you've taken something that is in essence, that is something that is a bit more ethereal um, and actually put a bit of a science behind it, a science of experience. And I just really value that. So thank you so much for your time and energy here today. And as always, wishing you the best for the future.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed.
2: Thank you, brother. Hey Tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of The Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health, and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu, And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help The Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to The Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at The Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to wwwamaret sanducom to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Hold
1: up.